All right, Brandy. So it's funny, uh, Darren was out on the table outside when we were sitting there hanging out and rapping a little bit. And he goes, you were there, actually. He goes, where did the hippie come from? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, like, who, who gave you this hippie thing? So welcome to the show, a loose format, like I said, and we've talked about it a little bit in just regards to relationship and how we can self-sabotage them or what makes them successful, what kind of obstacles we can remove in our lives to have healthier relationships or what are, you know, all that kind of stuff. And just spoke with Darren, as you all know. So first question is, did you actually not listen, right? Like that was, we knew you wouldn't, and we, but I have to hear it out loud for the audience. You definitely did not have your ear to the door and you don't know anything that Darren really said other than a few words here and there, I think, right? Well, I, I think I just got lazy. You got lazy. <laughs> I did. <laughs> just didn't care. You got in that show. You know, what's the show you're watching right now? It was La Brea. Okay. Yeah, exactly. A little humiliating. Okay. That we just, we just <laughs> memorialized that. We sure did. Sorry. I just had to bring it up. We're in real Thanks. time, Thank right? Thank you so much. You're welcome. So once again, I'm here in Brandy and Darren's home. I'm really thankful to be here. I'm thankful you're my friend. I'm thankful I'm your friend. You've known me a long time. Darren, I was just talking a little bit about when we all met and then the crazy shortly there after lived when you guys kind of finally moved in together in the condo and everything, you saw my life all melt apart and saw me in one of my darkest hours at that point. Nikki was on the show and we relived that together on one of the podcasts. That's beautiful. Right? Intense. <laughs> intense. <laughs> beautiful. Right? Yeah, intense, exactly. So, but very healing. I think for both of us, it has gone beyond the show. You were there. And you and I have become friends since that time, right? Independent from Darren. Darren and I were kind of chums and work oh, no. buddies and friends. You're and you and I were 100% mine. Well, yeah, right? Exactly. I don't even loan you to him. I don't even text Darren much anymore. It's always it's you. Me and you. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, you let's and just I. be real. Right. You're my heat. I know, <laughs> There's exactly. There's a reason I call you I, my heat. That's why I had to bring it up right on the show, right? Thank you yeah, so much. You heard welcome. it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's in writing. It's <laughs> fact. It's fact. There's no doubt about it. So we were just talking outside, actually, and you were kind of sharing the story about how you grew up and a little bit of the regional differences of how you grew up and how Darren grew up. And, you know, kind of what your dating life and experiences was before and what his marriage and life were before marriages, right? You want to repeat that a little bit? You want to give us a little take on how you and Darren met and what two kind of different people came together? Oh, goodness. Okay. So I was running my own consulting business and I had plans to go out for CES, which is the computer electronics show in Las Vegas at the beginning of the year. And one of my clients said they had run, this is how old I am. <laughs> They had this compression technology for video, which makes things run faster, right, on the internet. And they said, look, we're thinking that the adult space could be like a good foray for us. Could you go in and give us an analysis? It happens to be happening at the same time in Vegas every year. It's kind of the running joke. If, if you don't know this, there's an AVN, a porn conference that happens at the same time CES does. And so it's the largest adult conference that bleeds in like murk, brackish water into this very huge technology conference. So yeah, so you're going there for the very big, huge, legitimate, you know, bub the line I'm, technology I'm business. True TV, like I've got all this cool stuff going on. And then this client, who I actually, I just really love him, is like, I need you to do this thing. Could you just bounce on over to the uh, porn trade show over there and just see if our technology can, you know, have any legs over there? Right. Pretty much like that. Right. And so you need to know, I'm not a prude, but like the one time I bought a porno flick, uh is when they were VHS tapes <laughs> and my girlfriend and I walked into the little room at the local video store with the blue light with like our trench coats on and glasses. Right, yeah, and windows were covered over. Yeah, right, yeah, we extract and then the fucking thing broke in my parents' machine. Oh, no. I never got like, Can I don't even think at that point I'd really even seen a porno, right? And I always tell people, I'm fearless in many ways. Like I taught myself how to drive standard basically on the Amalfi Coast. Because I decided I want to take a train. Being in a car would be so much better. Like, what an asshole. 
but I did it. So, you know, like I've walked barefoot in Yonkers, like in Manhattan by myself, three in the morning, like homie just don't care. The porn thing was a little weird. <laughs> that paints a picture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so yeah. here's my mother, like the epitome of sophistication. Like I told you, I fly out there. My mother goes, have you met any men? <laughs> and I'm like, mom, at a fucking porn show, would you grow up? Totally. It's an honest day's living, darling. <laughs> I'm like, so it was crazy for me. I did research and I connected with people ahead of time. And it was pretty cool because the people I connected with were all people that basically stayed in my life and were pillars of the adult space. So here I am, I'm at the show. And the first booth I walk in, I walk in and I walk up to the biggest booth. And I say to whoever I see, you know, oh, can you, I'd like to speak to you like the BMOC, right? Like the big man in charge. And they pointed me to Darren. And so he took me into like a special area in this like monstrosity of a, I mean, it was a like booth, this, yeah. my God. A big this, invested booth at the time. It was prime time in, in the era of pornography. It was like and, a 70 foot yeah, booth yeah, with like crazy. an upstairs and a downstairs. And So anyway, I can tell that he's just being polite and allowing me to kind of go through my little pitch. But he was nice enough to do that. And that was it. I was like, oh, thank you so much. And people had told me that in order to do business in the adult space, you have to like meet them at the evening events. They want to break bread with you. So I kept saying to people like, what events are you going to? What right? So I could take the consensus. And that night I went out and I kept seeing Darren in people's faces, but not like in a, oh my God. Yeah, right. No, right. right. Just it was like just a weird a thing. Familiarity or something. I saw him. Yeah, I saw him the next day and I go, oh my God, that was super casual to me. Like it was so weird. I kept seeing you on people last night and then I went off. And then that night I went out to a party, which everyone takes credit to like, I got you into the VIP area. I'm like, I got me. Yeah, you always get you <laughs> no, and okay. us into the VIP area. <laughs> no, no, but it was just yeah, funny. I get it, yeah. I introduced you to Darren. I'm like, yeah, okay. But no, I mean, if it makes him feel good, why not? So I was just about to leave this place and all of a sudden there's Darren. And it was like the light shone and the crowd parted. And like he says, it's like the show's over. Everything's kind of breaking down. It's an no, no, no. So sorry. Of, We're in an evening yeah. event. Oh, I'm evening so event. sorry. Right. Okay. It's because yeah, yeah. I ate all the food and you guys did the interview. Now I'm in a food coma. Yeah, I got you. I'm just you checking with you. I'm first. checking with you. Okay, so you're at one of the... Oh, that's right. You, so you now go out, go to the after It's the second night. Second night. Right, right, yeah. right. It's the second last night. Last night. Crap, right, yeah. And no, no, it's not the next night. Oh, okay. Not the last night. Oh, okay. It's the next night. The next night. Because we still have the player's ball. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's for fireworks, really. Okay, okay, okay. So the crazy thing is... He's like, there you are. He doesn't realize that's coming out of his mouth, yeah. right? Slip that and out. then he says to me, you want to leave? Okay, so, <laughs> hi. Any of my friends, right? I got into a limo with a pornographer that I didn't know, right? Like I had a five-minute meeting with him and then saw him again. Went to his suite at the Venetian, which people kept walking up all over Vegas and being like, you want drugs? You want drugs? So finally, I accepted someone's drugs because I figured, you know, like if you're holding it as an energy thing. Yeah, you can just, yeah. So I had a pill in my pocket. So not only did I go up <laughs> to a guy's room that it, that I didn't know in a limo, and then I whipped out. Your like, pill? Like, 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 like my, my <laughs> stranger danger pill, right? So we do this thing. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Right. Hey, hello. Like, it's so great. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I broke you. every rule. Yeah. Like if one of my friends told me they did this, yeah. I'd be like, hi, I'm putting Velcro up in a closet and throwing you in there forever. That's right. Yeah. You do not get to go out of the house anymore. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. You are not an adult. You have a poor decision making. Seriously. And then we went downstairs. And then I continued to still be like weirdly outside of myself because I met this guy. Well, I can say, I won't say his name. 
So anyway, someone you know. Yeah. And he's playing by himself. He took over a whole blackjack table. And I'm so respectful of the game, right? Yeah, right, right. So I walk up. Because Darren, every two steps, Darren gets like, you know, because he was like the superhero, right? So every two steps, he'd be stopped. So he's talking to people. I, you know me, I can't just stand there. So I say to this yeah, guy. A professional celebrity is what she's talking about. You know, in a sense, like he's just like everybody knew everybody. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Like, mm-hmm. so now we can make a really obnoxious comment as to why. <laughs> it's not the reason you're thinking. It may be my reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, oh my God, it was so crazy. So this poor guy this is so extemporaneous, silly. But so I said to him, can I bum a quarter from you? Right. And then he gives me, he put the 25 bucks down. I get two aces. I stole a poor guy's card. Like he's on his own table just so we could have that, that hand. It's <laughs> hilarious, I know. And then I'm like, can I bum another quarter? Because oh. I got to split the aces. Wow. Right. So then I got blackjack, blackjack. Then I tried to give him all the money. And he was like, don't give me all the money. Anyway, so five minutes later, Darren's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, oh, I'm a thousand bucks up. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. It was amazing. But but the, the end result is we ended up spending all of this time together in Vegas. He needed to leave. I needed to go on to my next conference. And it was just, we had a really good time together. It was romantic. It was intellectual. It was awesome. And he went to leave. And he said to me, it was so nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm sure I'll speak to you in the near future. Oh, wow. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, that was weird, right? Because <laughs> yeah. like my psychology is, I always can tell if a guy likes me up front, but it's when I get really invested. That's when I get panicked sometimes, right? Previously. So yeah, and I said, so can you do me a favor? Can you text me and let me know you got home safe? Because that's just the kind of person I am. And he did. And thank God I had a really busy conference because that bitch didn't hit me up uh-huh. like at all. At all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he just played it super cool. Oh my God. I didn't know what it was. And then I get home and the day after I get home, I get this voicemail because we had this like running joke about we went to see Cirque du Soleil on horseback, which was not a good experience. <laughs> it's <sounds like laughs> a whole other episode. It is a whole other episode. <laughs> but we were talking about Chagall's, but then Cheval is a horse. Okay. So he calls, I get this message. Hi, this is Dave from Dave's Frame Shop. We got a Cheval Chagall to hang on your wall, right? And then I started getting these emails because we started to dance when we were at the coffee shop at the Bellagio. Thank you. It's the food coma, people. I'm sorry. You're on it. You're on it. They fed me. Always. I should have spoke first. Eat later. (laughs) Anyway. So we got up and danced to dancing cheek to cheek. So he looked it up, Irving Berlin, circa 1950 something, and he started sending me like verses and then added his own beautiful words to it. And thus a relationship was born. Boom. There it was. That's it. Yeah. You get it. So then uh, here you are today. Yes. Right. (laughs) 20 years Fresh as a daisy. (laughs) Before we go to any of that, I can't really think about, I mean, we talk about influences and who are our most invaluable influences, kind of who are the embodiment of help make us who we are today. And, you know, Darren, I talked a little bit on the maturity fronts of, you know, times in our life, but Bev, right? Do you want to give us a little bit about your mom and just, you know, share some of her life and what she's done? And I think it would give everybody a little character on, and you do such a good Bev impression. So I just think it'd be so fun to just have <laughs> a few of them sneak back out. But Am really I kiddling do. with you, darling? <laughs> don't kiddle with me. <laughs> Speaking to my microphone. Oh my gosh, she's so cool and graceful the way she, and you just, she comes right out of you when you do those. But no, but she was so elegant. That's what I mean, and, elegant. Like, but yeah. I'm not elegant. Like she could say darling and it just purred like burr out <laughs> right. of his, you know. Okay, so here we go. 
My mother was the governor's advisor to physical fitness and sports for 12 years in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. She headed up the commission for the elderly. She helped start the Special Olympics. She wrote a bunch of books. Her first book was entitled, I'd Like to See Less of You, but she meant it only in the nicest way. She had her own syndicated newspaper column, radio show, TV show, lecture nationwide. Like my mother was a ball of pioneering. If you can think it, you can make it happen. Like truly the world is your oyster, right? Why not? Path may not be straight, just keep on going. And my dad was a doctor and they were both very opposite from each other, but yet they had this beautiful symbiosis that worked for them. So I grew up very different from Darren. Like I grew up at the Ritz Carlton in Boston. We had crazy people at our house. Like you came to our house on Sunday brunch, it would be like the chairman of the board for ABC, the guy that washed the cars down the corner. Like just like a collection of people that my parents enjoyed. They never really gave thought to class and cast and all of that. And I think because of my my parents' work ethic and who they were, I jumped very quickly into the workplace. And when I was a freshman in college, I was myself and two Harvard Business School grads and a a few random people. We started a company that variably had an early exit pretty quickly after. You've just believed it. It's just, it it is what it is. is, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I've always prescribed to the philosophy, it's easier to fall down a flight of stairs than it is to crawl back up. So go for the stars. Can you catch one? Good for you. You don't catch one. Well, look how high you got, right? Easier than doing this all that, you know, scaling the side of something. Totally. And so Darren, you know, wasn't your traditional dating style? I mean, you, no. you, 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 you the chemistry style, the look, the, the, like the nothing, body. nothing. Like there was nothing. Anything on the list at all? That, no, know? no. Yeah. Well, no, 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 I no, know, no. I mean, Let me but, not say that. Yeah. His personality. <laughs> That's such a great comment. No, no, don't say that. Not, it's, I, can't, I can't edit that piece out. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? His personality was really, you know, that was the thing. Gorgeous you know? blue eyes and really big hands. <laughs> okay. No, so he is everything, but on paper, he's not. Right, right. So, okay, full transparency. I've never been one like you have to be a specific look, except I do like men six feet or t- higher, right? And he's like, he kind of like grazes. Five, ten and a half. <laughs> We're getting like five, he's eleven. Five, he's five like eleven. Almost. I, mean, I don't know if you stretch that much. Um, his he feet can. might be getting bigger. Oh, no, that bitch needs to stand up straight, right? He, if he lengthens his spine, he's at six feet. I'm pretty certain of it. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Stand up. Posture, right, Darren. Posture. Right, right. But no, he was a guy that was, you know, I dated the kind of guys that probably my mother expected me to for the most part, right? Like the heir to Sam Puga Ramana, big, big time attorneys, la, 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 la. And I had a great time with like I'm very, very lucky. Sure. I've had those exposures and experiences and, it was and lovely. Be adored by those kinds of individuals as well. And or appreciated, you know, and Yeah, no, of course. But a hundred percent. I mean, I'm very grateful. Like I've had really good relationships and each relationship you have gets you closer to if you want to have a monogamous relationship, the one that will endure. As long as you don't settle too quickly. Right. Because I think in life you can settle very, very quickly instead of, you know, really pushing forward and saying, here's the things that are very, I believe deeply you can't have everything you want in life, but you can have your priorities. So I think sometimes people don't always take that into account and they make decisions based off of timing, based off of what's happening in the world around them. Like I didn't want to get married unless it was with someone that I really was symbiotic with. And you hadn't been married this time, right? I'd never been married. Darren had been married twice. Twice. Right. And had three kids. Three kids already. 
Oh my God, with like two psycho women. Oh, and the ex-wives are psychos. Oh my God. And not really attractive, which is like. And then that's a slap in the face. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God, you get it. We were just talking about this. Last- you get it. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Which then again makes it wrong about me, right? Right, exactly. Like yeah. if you're with ugly psycho chicks. Yeah, right. What what does that say <laughs> about me? You, what's your style? What is your what are you attracted to? Right? Like he can feel good and be like, my wife dated the heir. Yeah. Oh, are you are you enjoying that drink? My husband, my my wife fucked him. Right. I love that. Yeah. What do it's I weird. get to you say? Get to say no. It's not looking good. Not on the paper, but it's not right <laughs> in real world too. But but you know what? I leaned mm-hmm. in sure because it was so strong. And it was so good. Like, it was so good. I just felt it. And when I say I felt it, none of the pit in your stomach turning freaky, freaky, just this sense of zen. Like, every word that came out of my mouth just flowed. I didn't edit myself. I didn't create a version of myself that I thought would be attractive to somebody. I was just me. You know, I've thought about you guys, you know, I don't get to say this very often where I feel like two people have shared a true love story and it has test, stood the test of time, right? There's plenty of love stories, but to have it be as good as it is, even, and it's still a love story today, right? You know, it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously everybody goes through relationship pitfalls and all the things, but you guys were our love story or, or was it just the right timing, right location, chemistry it's not a love story i'm just curious i mean how do you i don't know what you mean by that well i think it is right but i mean sometimes you can just say luck i guess luck and proximity like was it just lucky that you guys found each other was it souls that you guys so we like to to say that we're soulmates so don't take that story no i'm kidding i'm like (laughs) don't take that story away no i think look because i think it's so interesting right what are the odds i've been going to ces for several years that I would be asked to do this thing, which ironically, every out of every industry I've ever worked in, and I went kicking and screaming into the adult, my favorite industry ever. Still, yeah. Like the best people, the smartest minds, like we wouldn't have payment processing online, we wouldn't have Netflix and- So many great oh, innovators and good like, people and family people and you know healthy human beings who participate to that industry, and for sure. had I never had the exposure I would, I would have been like those never filthy, known, dirty- exactly. right? everybody has that image. 100%, but so, you know, just to say, I have exquisite taste in the people in the porn, and not all <laughs> of them, the best, yeah. but, you know, but it really is, it was, it was wonderful. So I like to think that I was living in Fort Lauderdale when I met him, a lot of people in South Florida, and a lot of people that come in and out of South Florida. He was living in, at the time between Colorado and Los Angeles, a lot of people there, and then a lot of people in Vegas. So what are the odds? And I also had a thing where I don't hook up with people in business. I just think it's messy. So this was, I mean, what what are the odds? And I also have to pace myself. I've got another like hardcore, what is CES, like six or seven days, right? right? Falling in love was not a plan on this tour at all. No, (laughs) I had to pay my bill. I had people like, you know, with contracts with me. So I like to think that it was a divine intervention. Like we absolutely were meant to meet. And maybe there was an option. Like if we had the fortitude, then we'd have the joy to see through the fact that we'd weren't everything on each other's list, maybe. What the fuck's a list for anyway? To remind you of what you want when what you want is right in front of you. And you've said this, there was always an ease. You'd mentioned it even the other night, right? And I think that ease is a, out of the gates, but obviously you guys have seemingly gotten even easier if you were more at ease through the rest of your, now. I mean, 
I think, I don't want to project your relationship on you, but I've never seen you guys even more comfortable than you are now than you were then, right? I mean, together, in each other's presence, at least. We are. I think we just, we have a really good time together. Like, we just, we do. Not that we don't have issues. Right, of course. Not that we don't fight or any of that, because that's a bunch of bullshit. But we really, I think that we really like each other. Enjoy each other's company. Like, we choose to be together. If we didn't choose to be together, we wouldn't be together. There's no other well, reason. You guys are like work, play, live. I mean, you guys are together, like together, right? There's no, nobody goes off to the office during the day in your relationship. No, not anymore. No. Even when we had an office, we hookied together all the time. <laughs> exactly, We're like, right? really going at, you know, it's interesting. Something I knew at an early age, I wanted to be married to someone I worked with. Because I think for me, I've always loved business. I wanted someone that had the same goals and the same agenda, right? Like you and I are business partners. So now you got two kids in college. So you're making business decisions to get your kids through college. Maybe I want new tits, right? So it's hard, right? So I love the idea of we work on the same team. We've got the same goals and objectives. We beautifully complement each other from a skill perspective. And then the nice thing is when I talk to him, like when I come home at night, when I come home at from night, the living room, <laughs> back porch. Right. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, and I tell him who I was on the phone with. Like, it's not like, oh my God, who cares about Carolyn accounting? Like, I'll never meet her. I don't care about right, her, right? Right, right? He knows everybody. And if he doesn't know everybody, he's got a vested interest to hear these stories. So I think like, that's a cool thing. Yeah. Party on. Party on. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of had an idea that that's kind of how you see the Why did I success say that? of a relationship. Party, party on. on. It's the new hair. It's the new dye, baby. New color. It's like party on, baby. Do you think I have purple should we, should hair? Should I get you some bubble gum so you can do it with a couple of bubbles and pops? Oh my God. Wait, <laughs> I, I think I think our, our doorbell should ring and it should be, um. what's his, oh, come on. Excellent. Bill and Dad. Super. Keanu Reeves. Did you get them for me tonight? That's so nice. <laughs> oh, wait, we're talking about my love That's for right, Darren. Darren. What yeah, are we sorry, supposed Keanu. to inspire your we'll listeners? We'll get back to you on another episode. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's funny. So you said you fight. Obviously, everybody fights. You Did you have different fighting styles, or did you kind of have the same fighting style? You or know. You, you know. <laughs> you know. So you tell us your side of it. What was the early stages of fighting like for you and Darren? So we, for the longest time, we didn't fight. And then I was like, is there something wrong with us? Cool. So there was a whole period of time where like you didn't fight. No. Like, you guys just loved each other's company, get, get along, right? Mm-hmm. Compliment each other. It's like a glove, you know? Like it was a, like two years. Two years. Yeah. Right? Of like, like blissful, this is pretty like crazy. Easy. Right, yeah. Like, you know, and then I don't even remember what our first fight was about, but I, I'm from a family who were confrontists. And I like to be a confrontist. I don't mean like a screaming in your face, but I just think that when you don't deal with stuff, you sweep it under the rug, you trip over that lump and you pull it back and it's a thick paste of shit. But it's that last thing that you think you're fighting about, which is usually something small, but like, why is everyone so emotional? Because it's not just about that, right? So I'm from a family that if we got into a fight, everyone would go, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, slam door, slam door, slam door. And then five minutes later, go, want to go for ice cream? Yeah, let's go for ice cream. Because we dealt with it. We got it off our chest and we fixed it. So the first time we got to a fight, he walked away from me. Mm. Oh, oh, nobody walks away from baby. You're walking away from this fight? Oh, I'm like, right, not important enough for your attention walking, and time right now. Right. Right. right? Yeah. I'm like, how, like we this, need to, how is this not the priority? Where the fuck this. are you going? Right? We need to yeah, fix, fix this. this. Yeah. And so, no matter what it is. Right. Yeah. And so he thinks he's doing the right thing and he's walking away. And I'm like, getting incensed over this 
because you know me, I'm patient. I have a long fuse, but when it blows, you know, I'll come at you like a hurricane yeah, full of razor yeah, blades. Yeah. And so he was freaked out because I'm yelling. And then he became like, I called him a turtle, right? He'd put, he'd be in his shell and I couldn't get him out of his shell. And I'm like, dude, fucking talk. Like, what is your problem? We're having a fight. Tell me your side of it so you can hear my side of it so we can fucking cure this thing. And it was a long time. And finally, I mean, it's so stupid. We just realized that our child, like his childhood was full of like what we were talking about the other night. Like, hi, someone could walk up with a bloody knife and stab the, someone at his house. And he would remember it like it was a fun, like, oh my goodness. And the colors of red that dripped off of the knife were just gorgeous. And the Gross illumination, you color know. Color glasses for sure of right. every aspect of his childhood, even if it was bad, right? Yeah, yeah. Just to make an eternal optimist of rose-colored glasses. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And which... I was a little jealous of right. him for. <laughs> not necessarily a bad quality. <laughs> right? Why not? <laughs> so it, it took us a while to understand that he was taught to sweep things under the rug and be like polite and not blow up. Let things cool down a little bit temperature wise or something and, you know, or just avoid it. Right. Or, avoid or just it. avoid it. Pretty much what you're saying, which you knew would be toxic. If, for me. Yeah, for you. Well, I just can't contain myself like that. Like, I'm not that person. Like I'm not, and that would be a deal breaker. If we couldn't bend and find a way, I am a fix it and fix it now kind of person. And that would have been really hard. So we did, we had to work really hard. So you started on polar opposites, right? And you had to put some real time in to kind of meet in the middle in a way that it became more natural and that was work. And now it is very natural, but it was work. You know, like when they say relationships are work, but it was work worth doing. And it allowed me to see a different perspective that I really hadn't had exposure to. It helped me to understand better where he's coming from so I can help him in times where he needs something and he doesn't need the brandy with a bad approach. Where do you think the empathy came on that? Because that stuff can take a few years to really find that total equilibrium of you know comfort and knowing that you can get through a fight and get on the other side of it and know that you love each other and nobody's going anywhere and you're not coming from all that fear and, that, and all that uh, conditioning and you're, you've surrendered. He surrendered to your style. You understood him and why he was who he was. Why do you think you had empathy to take the time and patience to try to understand him and let him spend a couple of years to get fully out of his turtle shell experiences during these fights? Well, it was me. I had to. I had to dial myself back and allow him, right? Because also, too, he can get really pissed off and he doesn't want to come at me. So it was both of us dialing ourselves back to the point where the other person had the ears to hear. Or in his case, dialing himself in. You he were dialing I was dialed back. down and he was he dialing, dialing himself in. Right. Well, well stated. Thank you. <laughs> oh, he's so That's why smart. we do this. <laughs> <laughs> but it really, like, I think it was good for both of us, right? Because too much of anything is just not healthy. And it was both, it was just learned behavior we had from our families. So you gotta, when you create a new family, you gotta figure out, how to blend. And you don't know until you hit certain junctures what's going to happen. So, you know, I think we've never felt like the other one was going to ever leave. I mean, maybe at some points we probably were like, but you thought about it once just or twice. Throw in the, look, can someone say uncle? Say uncle. <laughs> he's really patient with me. Like, he's really, really patient with me, which I appreciate. But we just, I can't explain it. We, it's just, we took the time to work through it. We hit an impasse. We, we took some time. It's not as fast as it sounds. You know, really allowed us, like, we're 
vulnerable to say like, okay, so I get it. Because like, if you really piss me off and you're not responding to me, I will get in your face. Do not forget, my dad was this big, huge guy who, when I was younger, had a bad temper. And my way of backing him down was getting in his face and going, you want to fuck with me, right? Or not saying it, but you know what I mean? So I'm not afraid of men. My mother trained Muhammad Ali, Sonny Liston, like boxers. But when you've got an adult person in your face going, stand here and talk, but I'm in your face, he's probably afraid. And he's emotionally invested. And he's emotionally invested. I'm certain we got to points where it was, someone could get hurt, like physically hurt. It never went that far, but we realized it's just not healthy. One person's way is not always the right way. So you find the new blend that makes everyone feel like they're being listened to, valued, and honored. And then you can have the ears to hear. Powerful. You mix messages. You mix messages. You mix messages. You mix messages. Mixed messages, 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 messages. messages.